Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. On the uh, marijuana issue, so the Alberta government today announcing its proposed framework for uh, legal cannabis, and there's going to be an opportunity for Albertans to have a say. Uh, One of the areas where the government is still undecided is in the question of how marijuana should be sold. Uh, The government has said they don't want it being sold alongside alcohol, for example. So the idea of liquor stores selling marijuana, that's off the table. So basically the two options are to allow basically dispensaries, marijuana-only retail outlets, that would be private outlets, or to create, as what Ontario is doing, a government-run system, basically a crown corporation that would operate government-run marijuana retail stores. Seems like a terrible idea to me, but the government hasn't ruled it out at this point. Uh, here is Justice Minister Kathleen Ganley today explaining where they're at on this question. I think on this uh, on this particular front, we're going back to ensure that we have um, a full understanding of what Albertans want in this particular instance. Um, so some of the pros with respect to a government-owned system would be that it allows us uh, slightly greater control in terms of ensuring that product isn't flowing in and out from a black or gray market, and it allows us uh, a little bit better control of ensuring that we're keeping it out of the hands of minors. Um, Obviously, with respect to a private system, it's a little bit easier to set up. Uh, Here in Alberta, we don't presently retail uh, pretty much anything at the government of Alberta, so we would have to put a lot of systems in place in order to do that. Um, It's likely, and it's... It's difficult when you're working with these cost projections because it's not exactly clear what's going to happen to the market going forward, so you're always predicting. But it's likely that there would sort of be a little bit more risk and a little bit more cost up front with a public model. Um, With a private model, um, there would be less risk and less cost, obviously, up front. Uh, But, you know, down the road, there's the potential in several years that the government could net increased revenues from, uh, from a... A private or a public system as opposed to a private system on the other hand it could potentially encourage the creation of small businesses to go uh, with a private system so I think there is a lot of considerations to be taken into account there I think we're gonna wait to hear from Albertans which way they're leaning just on that I guess at least in the written submissions I didn't see anybody who was actually calling for a, a publicly run uh, system on this, and I anticipate that there would be a fair amount of criticism that's going to be but it, it, the very idea of it that you're stif- that there's a whole bunch of private businesses who want to do this, that the NDP is wanting to potentially create a bunch of highly paid government employees to be selling marijuana. I guess um, can, can you be a little proactive and like how how concerned are you about that level of criticism you're likely to face over it, and how how will you weigh those kinds of factors as you make this decision? Well, I think that when you're going forward with a decision this important, it's important to to go back and ask people 
um, are we confident that this is the best model for us going forward? Certainly Albertans are more familiar with private models because that's what we've had up until this point. Um, and certainly there were a number of people who were strongly in favour of those private models. There were also some, some stakeholders and some experts who uh, significantly favoured public models for some of the reasons that I've stated and you know some other reasons as well. Um, I think as we go forward, we're certainly going to listen to Albertans and to what their views are. But I think really... I mean, at the end of the day, this is a question the public needs to make, right? Do they want to, does the public system want to take, uh, you know, some of that risk that some of the stores may um, not turn a profit initially, or do we want to leave that to the private system? Uh, and in return, you know, probably the public and the taxpayer would sort of gain a benefit in the long run in terms of, uh, in terms of increased profits, but yeah, again, it's a decision I think that all Albertans need to engage in. Okay, look, my sense is that the Alberta government would probably prefer a government-run system. And maybe they're holding out hope that enough people will back that idea that it's still on the table. No one has really been calling for this. There's no good reason to do it that way. But, but I mean, the NDP 25 years ago also believed that uh, we, we should have maintained the the old government way of retailing liquor, too. Well, they didn't have an opportunity to make that decision at the time. They have an opportunity to shape this decision. I think their preference is, that's my sense anyway, uh, to have a government-run system, government-run stores, with uh, AUPE workers uh, staffing them all. But at the same time, I think they're smart enough to realize that maybe that wouldn't go over very well. And so I... I think maybe they're going to wait and see how overwhelming public opinion is. And I think if they realize that this is a non-starter, they'll probably go with private-run stores. But they're holding out hope. That's my sense. Anyway, let's go to the phones here. 403-974-8255. Uh, this is Mel. Mel, welcome to the program. Hey, Roger. i got to make two, two comments, please. Uh, okay, I believe that, we should, that should be private-run. Hey, Mel, I'm going to put you back on hold. Uh, you know, it's like... Um, like a record scratch kind of noise there. Really hard to hear you. Um, and I think Mel wanted to touch on the uh, issue of public consumption. Just to read to you from the, the Alberta government's release today. Because, I mean, it's, it's still unclear how this is going to work, at least the totality of it. But it says Albertans will be allowed to consume cannabis in their homes and in some public spaces where smoking tobacco is allowed. But use will be banned in cars. So you can still smoke a cigarette in your car. You can't smoke a joint in your car. Although many Albertans have said they supported having cannabis cafes or lounges, Alberta will not initially have any venues specific to consuming cannabis. We'll revisit this issue once our system is established and once the feds make decisions about edible cannabis products. In an effort to protect children and limit secondhand exposure, public smoking or vaping of cannabis in Alberta will be restricted from areas frequented by children, from hospitals and school properties, from vehicles, and any place where tobacco is restricted. There will also be no consumption of cannabis at any cannabis retail outlet. Our approach to consuming cannabis will continue to restrict where smoking of cannabis or tobacco can occur. We will continue our efforts to keep smoking out of enclosed spaces and away from workers and others who may be exposed to secondhand smoke. So I don't know that that, that really fully explains where you can use cannabis outside of your own home, but it's pretty clear that it won't be limited to just inside your home. Our number here, 403-974-TALK, 974-8255. We're back after this. 
right, 974-8255. Got a text here from Cindy says, God help the landlords and those in higher density situations. Well, and, and that's the reason why the Alberta government is leaving the door open to some some degree of, of public consumption. And, and, and that makes sense, and I get what they're doing, because you got people who are in rental units, you know, condo boards that are going to have rules. There are going to be a lot of people who are not allowed to smoke in their homes because of those rules. So either you say that, sorry, too bad, you can only smoke in your home and that's it. And if you're not allowed to smoke in your home, then, then you can't use it all. They're saying, well, okay, there are these people that are going to be in that situation. If they have somewhere else to use, that seems reasonable. So I don't have an issue with that. I, I, I don't mind the idea of cannabis cafes or lounges. Uh, that's not going to happen initially, maybe down the road. But let's go to the phones. I think we got mail back on the line. Mail, you there? Hey, Roger. The hey. Cannabis yeah, Rob. That, yeah, that's good. Hey, sorry, Rob. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, or Roger, <laughs> no, Rob. Yes. Anyway, uh, the cannabis okay. cafe problem was the employees were overexposed. Well, and that was the reason why we took smoking out of bars was because people working there were exposed to the smoke. So other that's than that, potentially problematic. I agree. Yeah, other than that, two comments. Okay. We do not wa- want government, another department in the government, <laughs> you know, no. selling, setting up marijuana stores and stuff like that. We want that to be the private sector, right? And uh, that's just you know, with proper controls and monitoring, that can be successful. The other thing is, the silent majority of Canadians, and there's been a lots of, I guess, companies getting information. You know, these companies that take polls and stuff. The silent majority does not want to be exposed to marijuana smoke. Um, the simple suggestion to that, uh, I know it will limit where you're able to smoke, but if they just worded it in such a way that you couldn't smoke marijuana in a public place, period. That's very simple, very concise. Well, but that doesn't apply to smoking cigarettes. Well, no, because marijuana smoke, it will affect a non-person smoking it. I'm not talking about health reasons either. If somebody's standing beside me drinking a bottle of beer, it's not going to affect me. Somebody standing beside me smoking a marijuana cigarette when I'm breathing a smoke is going to affect me. Well, potentially. I mean, how close you are, how much of an open area it is. Well, but... we found, I found out I'm one of the people, probably a real majority, minority, that found out I was actually allergic to marijuana smoke. And that was where I had my first reaction was at a campground where the people smoking marijuana were 35 feet away. Mm. I ended up with hives and problem breathing. I got to the hospital. They gave me a shot of something. It cleared up in about 10 minutes, and my breathing started to return, but the hives took two two days to go away. And so I was curious about that because that's been the only change in what I'd been doing. So I, on purpose, knew some people that smoked marijuana, and I exposed myself to the marijuana smoke. Same reaction, hives and hard to breathe. But I, I, I probably in a real small minority that's... Well, probably. And, yeah, I mean, look, there are people who are allergic to cigarette smoke, too. Yeah, um, right? And that's an unfortunate reality. We, we do as much as we can to, to ensure that people aren't uh, exposed to secondhand smoke, but we're not at the point where we're saying you can only smoke cigarettes in your home. No, no, I'm not saying just smoke it in your home. Just no smoking in public place. 
What's it going to be like? You've probably seen it yourself. You get six smokers outside of a business, nine meters out from the business door, but they're all smoking. Okay, when the law changes, if they smoke marijuana and you're walking through that cloud of smoke, as a non-consumer of smokable pot, what are you going to think? I think some of the opposition to the marijuana legalization might decrease if the silent majority, I'm calling them, actually says, oh, okay, we're not going to be exposed to this, so fine. Well, okay, but I mean, are you talking about you you just don't want, in principle, to be exposed to to marijuana smoke? You don't like the idea of seeing it? No, no, it's, for me, it's the, the health problem. But for other people, it's the stinky smell. Now, granted, we don't know what the strength is going to be federally regulated. That strong smell might decrease quite a bit. We don't know. And I, I'm not that familiar with it. Um, so, no, a lot of people don't want to the smell. They react badly to that. They just don't want to smell it. And in my case, it's a health problem. So if there was just no consumption of smokable marijuana in a public space, that's very simple worded, and the people can smoke it elsewhere they want to. Hmm. Okay. All right, Mel, appreciate the phone call. Thanks for that. And, And maybe some people agree. They don't necessarily want to be walking into clouds of marijuana smoke. So where is this going to happen? Are people going to be outside their office doors smoking weed? Again, it's not entirely clear how this is going to work or where the Alberta government envisions people smoking marijuana. Uh, At a campground, if people are allowed to smoke cigarettes at a campground, if people are allowed to consume alcohol at a campground, I certainly don't see any logical reason why we would say that you could not consume cannabis at a campground. Now, someone else texted to point out that that obviously there are different ways of consuming cannabis. That's true. Uh, the federal government's going to take some some additional time to figure out how to regulate edibles, as an example, but that's a different kind of situation. So if someone's uh, having marijuana edibles, there's no smoke, there's nothing going on that's going to in any way impact someone passing by. So what do you think of this? Uh, I got a text here that says, wasp bites are allergens to some folks too. Let's ban them in public. Also, I dislike the smell of diesel. Let's ban it. I guess, how far do we go? Another one here, though, says, totally agree with the caller. It stinks like skunk. You can smell it a long ways away. Yeah, and I remember I was at a concert. 2009, I think it was. It was Jay-Z, actually. He was in in town. Uh, And it was funny because it was like, I think it was a row in front of us, maybe two rows in front of us. Maybe it was right in front of us. It was pretty close to us anyway. <laughs> there were these guys, uh, and they, they were passing around a joint. And I just kind of laughed about it. Uh, but yeah, driving home, I thought, you know, I, I kind of I, I smell like, like pot. Yeah, it could get awkward if I'm, if I'm pulled over. but So yeah, there, there is a smell. But I mean, it's, to me, I, I don't personally draw much distinction between cigarette smoke and marijuana smoke. I notice the same thing. If I walk by a smoker, I can smell the smoke. I can smell the smoke lingering long after I've, I've walked away. But if someone's outdoors smoking, I, I don't know that beyond my annoyance with the not liking the smell, that there's really any, any potential issue to me. So I, I think there's a parallel, parallel there. But 
I, you know, I think I get the sense a lot of people like where, where Mel's coming from, too. 403-974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.